Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Next is now. Welcome back to Inside Sources, and it is time to look at what is next and what next is now. And we're going to do that today with Representative Candace Perucci and Representative uh, Carrie Ann Lisenby, who made uh, a great announcement with uh, many of their colleagues today. Uh, Republican women, a step forward and an opportunity to lead. And uh, this is uh, some exciting news as it comes to elections and candidates in the state of Utah. And uh, Candace, maybe we'll start with you. Give us a little bit of the backstory in terms of this new pack. You bet. Thanks for having us on. So we launched today, I did a formal launch of our Republican Women Lead Political Action Committee. And we are a PAC, a state PAC that's going to be focusing on recruiting, training, mentoring, and providing financial resources for Republican female candidates who are uh, running for open seats and uh, flipping blue seats back to red. So uh, we, uh, this is something that, as you've said, we have needed for a long time and uh, really excited to be able to stand it up today. Wonderful. Representative Lisenby, uh, you've been involved in this process. You know how challenging it is. Uh, and so the, the numbers are always interesting in terms of how many women are in legislatures, not just here in the state of Utah, but across the country. Uh, and a lot of that is a reluctance to get in early. You actually mentioned in your press release today, uh, Emily's list and that early money and that early training and support being so vital uh, to actually getting people to decide to become candidates. That's right. And there have been so many women that have come to me personally in the past asking for my help, asking for mentorship and asking for donations to try to run for public office as a Republican woman. And we this organization will help so many women in Utah who are truly ready to lead and ready to run for office and make a difference. And they just really don't know where to go. Yeah, and I and I do think it's so important to to recognize that when women do run, uh, they actually win at the same rate as men. But often it's that reluctance, whether that's the early money, not knowing how to start and organize, or that early training. Uh, Representative Perucci, speak to that just a little bit in terms of uh, people being able to get into a race and uh, knowing what to do early on. I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest obstacles. And I think uh, what's important to note, you know, we actually, as a state, have hit a historic number of women in the legislature at 25%. But when you dig into that, 
only 9% of the legislature is Republican women. And uh, so there are nine of us of the 104. And then if you look back historically, you can see in elected office, um, you know, we have our current lieutenant governor and then Oline Walker was our other lieutenant governor. But really, um, we haven't had a lot of female Republicans in statewide elected office either. And I think part of that is the hesitation of, of having the resources, wondering if you're qualified enough. The data actually shows that women, before we apply for a job promotion or um, for a, a, new, a new job that we might think of as um, you know, an increase in pay, we will look at the qualification requirements. And if we don't meet at least 90%, we don't apply. Whereas men set at about 50 to 60%. And it goes the same for when you're running for office. So often we feel like we have to be the perfect candidate. And we have this picture in our mind when really it takes, you know, being passionate about your community and willing to jump in. And so I'm hopeful that this will, again, provide a network and, and that mentorship opportunity, but also a place that those women can look to and see, hey, they're able to make it work with a young family or, hey, she was able to work at the city council level. And, and so I think hopefully it will build this camaraderie um, that will encourage people to run. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, a new PAC launched today, Republican Women Lead PAC. And uh, we've got on the line with us uh, Representative uh, Candace Perucci and Representative Carrie Ann Lisenby. And you mentioned the lieutenant governor, Deidre Henderson. Uh, I, I go back to her speech. You know, She became the first lieutenant governor in the state's history to speak at an inauguration. And she closed out with something that was so powerful to me. She said, you know, we need more women's voices at the table not just to talk about women's issues, but to talk about all issues. We need more minorities mm-hmm. at the table, not just to talk about minority right. issues, but all issues. And uh, Representative Lisenby, you've you've experienced that in the legislature. Uh, tell us what you hope to do and what kinds of conversations you hope to foster through this Republican Women Lead Pack. Thank you. It's a great question. And I loved what Deidre said, too. We don't need women to run just because they're women, just because they fill a slot. We need women to run because they are qualified and ready to lead. And that's something in the legislature that I think is so powerful is that all of this, all of our colleagues have been so supportive of this movement to start this pack and to get more Republican women running. And um, that includes our male colleagues. And I, I have experienced so much support and mentoring and, and help from both my female and male colleagues in the House and Senate. And it's been a great experience in the, in the issues that we discussed, the policies that we voted on. And at the end of the day, the, the direction the state is heading, I think, is a good direction. And I'd like to see it continue. And I think that um, qualified Republican candidates and, and especially qualified conservative Republican women candidates will make a difference. Uh, I, I think that's so vital. Uh, I had one uh, female executive uh, once described to me the worst decisions she had ever seen made in her very long career. And she said the worst decisions ever made in organizations were made either by all women or by all men. <laughs> uh, and I thought, wow, that's uh, thinking back. I, I think that's probably a, a true statement. Uh, and I think it's also yeah. true uh, just in terms of the, the process, the legislative process. And uh, Candace, to go back to you, um, as you look at that and, and having those, not just a seat at the table, but a voice at the mm-hmm. table, uh, you're, you're also one of the youngest, uh, you are the youngest uh, legislator yeah. uh, up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, describe how this kind of organization can help, again, candidates and then early on uh, new representatives in the legislature. 
Well, and I think to your point, it brings a different perspective to the table. And I think the way this the way our pack, what we hope to do is uh, by providing regular trainings so that someone would know how to get involved in the process, know how it works, know how to run a campaign. Um, those hurdles that may have been permanent obstacles before that we're able to bring those down for people and really help them find their voice so that they feel empowered to lead in their community. And I think that will have a huge impact, especially as a millennial, um, but in our, our younger female candidates as well. I've had so many women come up to me after I speak at an event or speaking with a group that say, I thought I had to wait until my kids were all grown up to ever do something like this. And um, the, one woman in particular said, because I've seen you do this, I feel like I can do it now. And that's the hope, right, is that in the trailblazing that we're helping other people see themselves there. And so part of the one of the great resources I think this organization will provide is that mentorship and the ability to help people navigate things. And, well, this is what works for me and my family. And um, anyways, beyond the financial resources that it will give that are a great boost to any candidate running. So I think that's important. And to your previous point, I think there is value in having different perspectives and voices at the table. And um, to the Republican women specifically, I know Margaret Thatcher always said, you should know the cost of milk. And that isn't to say that all women go grocery shopping, but it is to say that um, what, what Margaret Thatcher meant by that was that you should be in tune with the needs of everyone and everyday people who are just trying to put trios on the table. And I feel like we have a lot of fantastic Republican women in Utah who have a voice and just haven't chosen to step forward yet. And we need them to because we need their voices and their leadership. Uh, well, thanks to, to both of you representatives uh, for your leadership. And again, uh, an exciting launch to Republican Women Lead PAC. Uh, it is what's next. And you've actually made it now. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. Thank you. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, our good friend Alex Curie is going to join us as we break down and get ready for Jazz Game 1 of the second round of the NBA playoffs. What does it mean to our community? What could it mean to all of us? Find out coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought... I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.